Hi, everyone. This is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. Featuring your hosts, Taylor Bradley. And Alex Yankovich. Yeah, every day, we're just out here. What's up, guys? And welcome back to another amazing episode of Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. It is Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021, and we are officially in summer. I hope you all had a lovely summer solstice. It was a brisk 115 here in Las Vegas. Alex, how are you doing? How did you celebrate your beginning of summer? Oh, God, how did I celebrate? You're like, what did I do? <laughs> I know. Um, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I worked you're celebrating every day and that's fine that's beautiful yeah i feel like i you know i went for a nice walk (laughs) love that love (laughs) that i I keep talking about how work-life balance is so important yet i have none (laughs) there is there is none um but no i yeah i mean it's it's nice i'm outside a lot more i've been going to the beach which has been beautiful and riding (laughs) riding scooters um via lift did you actually know you could do that for lift yes how cool is that it's like similar to bird it's actually really cool so it's very affordable so yeah i did that uh, a bit this weekend um but yeah just choreographing and and planning and the hustle the grind it's so it's exciting the hustle and grind is great you know um but yeah, I've been good. How about you? How did you celebrate summer solstice? By that- not melting. That's how. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. I, Vegas summer is always the busiest, but I'm like, why? It's literally like survival mode. But right. you know, it's fine. With that comes all the tourism and gigs and conventions and all the things. So, yes. so we just make it work here, us us desert rats, as you recall. But yes. Anyway, um, before we dive into our episode, a little bit of housekeeping Uh, for our listeners. We would love, love, love to connect with you guys. Um, As much as Alex and I like having a conversation with ourselves and our guests, we want to hear from you as well. So please feel free to write us at our email address, insidedancepodcast at gmail.com. Similarly, be sure that we are staying up to date and following one another on social media. We are on Instagram at insidedancepodcast. There you can stay up to date with who our guests are going to be. Maybe if you missed an episode, you can see what you missed. And you can even get a little sneak preek spoiler alert for who we might be having on in our following weeks, which I have to point out next week is a big episode for us because we're turning 30. So if you want to figure out how we're celebrating our 30th episode, be sure to follow us on social media. Now, last but not least, make sure you're following our friends, our partners, our sponsors over at Inside Dance Magazine. Their handle is at Inside Dance Mag. So be sure you're staying connected, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and referring to a friend. Yes, and we saw some of you guys left um, some new reviews on Apple Podcasts, which we so appreciate. So don't be shy because it's actually a really great way for us to see how we're doing, you know, besides reaching out to us directly. um, It really, really means a lot to us. So thank you guys so much. We Um, love you. We love you. Uh, And up next for our community spotlight this week, we are going to be highlighting Free Arts, which is an organization based in Phoenix, Arizona. Their mission is to connect children who have experienced trauma with resilience building arts programs and caring adult mentors. Uh, Free Arts has programs that are built using trauma-informed approach. Each program is led by trained staff, teaching artists, or volunteer mentors. Um, And all these programs are evaluated on an ongoing basis to measure impact and ensure that children feel connected, creative, and cared for. We love to see it. Uh, But 
Professional teaching artists lead the children through focused art-making sessions, which are designed to develop skills as well as self-efficacy. They utilize different art forms, including painting, drawing, cooking, dancing, drumming, and beat making. At the end of each of these sessions, the children celebrate their accomplishments and they demonstrate their skills to their peers at a big culminating event, which is so amazing to teach kids how to work on something and then be able to present it to others, which is incredible. So Free Arts has found a way to serve the community and help in a deep and effective way. Uh, there are many ways to get involved, whether you want to become a volunteer, donate, or even recommend a loved one to get involved as well. So you can stay up to date with Free Arts by visiting their website at www.freeartsaz.org and follow them on Instagram at freeartsaz. Uh, we will have all of these links in our description below. Beautiful. I love that. I love kids. I love making an impact. I love healing. What a beautiful community spotlight. Thank you, Al. Now, before we dive into our featured guest this week, uh, who is Bridget Jacob, she is just such a lovely human. She has experience as a San Diego Chargers girl, as well as a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Definitely don't want to miss that because there's a lot of great knowledge and good stories in our upcoming interview. But before we get there, I want to have a chit chat and discussion about one of my biggest pet peeves <laughs> as a dancer. Alex is laughing because she knows what I'm going to say, but Okay. Enjoy this journey with me. You're a dancer, you're a choreographer, you're whatever. You're posting on social media as exposure, as a way to build your brand, and you're posting a clip from class. You're posting your solo from competition. Great, you're done, you upload it, you got your hashtags, you're cute. All of a sudden, you get this notification. Your video has been partially muted because it contains copyrighted music from blah, 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 blah. Drives me crazy, and I know... What? Or your video has been blocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, been, yeah, not even partially muted. You've been, you've been blocked. Blocked. B-L-O-C-K-E-D. So no one can see it. Yeah, so all that work that you just put into your choreography for class or your solo you've been perfecting for Lord knows how many months, you can't see it. Now, I'm torn. I'm so torn because I get it. Musicians are artists as well, and they have every right to copyright their music, right? Nobody should be able to use it to make money for free without them, right? However, double-edged sword here, how frustrating is it for us as performers to not have a platform that we can portray our work, which happens to be using copyrighted material, which I know many dance studios, many competitions pay music licensing fees so that we're able to use these songs, these musics, these pieces of, of art. Um, so Alex, I want to know your experience with it before, because that's my very dramatic novel of a, uh, of my frustration with this is just running into it as a performer. And what are your thoughts, um, as far as it limiting our growth as, as performers? I mean, yeah, it's incre incredibly frustrating. <laughs> I, I've, I kind of was like known at love as like the person who just ran around and was like crying about music rights. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't post anything. And I love, I love creating to Prince. He's an artist that I, I just feel really naturally connected to. I choreograph to him all the time. I can't post any, anything that I, that I, create. And, and with that said, I know it's not all about posting. So before anyone starts to be like, well, you don't have to post it. It's like, I know that that right. that's not everything. I completely understand that. But as far as 
when people say, oh, we need to see your work and we need to see your examples mm-hmm. so we can hire you for this. It does matter. And I got around it once with the Prince Prince song. I sped it up 0.2 seconds and no right. one can notice and, and it didn't flag it, which was fine. But I feel where I struggle is I'm a huge fan of reels on Instagram mm-hmm. because I, I don't do TikTok. And but I do reels because it's the same thing and it's all on Instagram. And that way you can add any music because it's showing the title of the song. You can play it that net reels has found a way to not get it flagged. However, because it's in the dimensions that it is of that iPhone screen, it's not a wide screen. Like it has, your product has to fit in that little iPhone dimension. And it's frustrating because sometimes you want to film a whole class and get the whole right. class dancing together. And that just is your, is your taste. And, and, it looks great. So it's frustrating because I don't know where I'm confused because reels has found a way to get away with this. And it's because the song title is right there mm-hmm. and people can look it up directly. So it's fine. But if someone can't post in the caption, the song title and the artist, which everyone does anyway, or people comment and say, what song is this? And you tell them. Right. So it's not like it's a secret. It's not like anyone's try- trying to keep the song a secret. Everybody is like, Oh my God, I want to know what the song is. So it's right. free advertising. So I don't understand why we keep running into this issue. And I guess, you know, again, I'm very uneducated about it, but it is very frustrating that just certain reels and TikTok have gotten a- away with it. And like, I've found a way to get around it, but like, yeah. I want to post a regular video on Instagram. That is the widescreen and I can't. And it's frustrating because Again, I know it's not all about posting, but these days it is really important. It's how you build your business and how you make money. And so it's right. frustrating. Well, it is. I mean, you bring up a good point in that it's not all about posting, right? If you want to go to like the purest creative mindset, it's it's finding inspiration for movement. However, this is our business and this is our, our resume. It's a virtual resume. You know, how many auditions have you been to where they're like, what's your Instagram? How many followers do you have? Which that's, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. But if 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 you don't have readily accessible material on your social media, it's, it's, you're hurting yourselves. Right. And so, yes, it's very frustrating. Um, when you have, it's like, why do some people get away with it? And some people don't, I've heard that it's a great hack to adjust the pitch slightly. It's like within point point two or 0.3%. Um, then technically it's just outside of the copyright laws, even though it's the same content, which again, that's frustrating, right? Yes. And also, um, if it's, if you're, if you're, you can, um, adjust the pitch, but also if your video is under 15 seconds, it's fine. Interesting. See, so, and I just learned this because when I was posting for this, was okay, this is crazy. So, so the music video that, um, that I had the opportunity to be a part of with Paris Jackson and the stress. Yes. So I, tra- good. I tried to po- I tried to post a minute long video of it and I couldn't. And I'm like, and you were the <laughs> artist in, you were hired <laughs> by the artist to be a visual representation of the song. <laughs> and I was wondering, cause like, yeah, like, so I had to put, po- I was like, okay, what if I do 15 seconds of it? And it wasn't flagged, but I was like, how is this possible? I got paid to do this. And like, yeah. I can't even, I can't even, uh, well, yes, let me tell you this. Yes, you can shorten the video. Shorten the video is a hack, but sometimes you don't want to just show the 15 second thing. Okay. Right, right. No. Um, so as far as navigating um, around the issue, I know everyone... <laughs> 
Here's I'm, I'm, I'm going to get up on my soapbox for just a minute here. Everyone's like, well, yeah, just put in stars. I do not own the rights to this music or whatever. And that's going to be fine. Lies, myths, and fairy tales. Lies. That does nothing. So Lies. I did some research here and looked it up. And basically that is the equivalent of going to court for stealing a car. And you're like, my intent wasn't to steal the car. I was stealing it for educational purposes. They're like, great. You still stole the car. So it's funny though, because I feel like, and I'm guilty of it too. I know you are Alex and so many people, we just see that by, and like leaders in our industries too, and, and big choreographers. And we're like, Oh, that must be the way to do it. And we're all just the blind leading the blind here being like, sure, this will work. And then as I'm sure you've experienced, like I have, you still get flagged. It still gets taken down. And I, it's, it has to be something in the algorithm on these, all these social media platforms that they don't care what the hell you wrote in the, uh, in the, in the box, description. They're I just listening. In, yeah. And also, you know, when you are trying to appeal it and it gives you the box and you're like, explain your reasoning. <laughs> and you're like, I just really love dance. If anyone showed me what I wrote, in all caps, <laughs> I'll, like I think a, someone is reading. You're like, I'll type in all caps. I've typed in all caps. And been you've like, screamed. I created the work. You imagine there's like a different personality. You're like, hey, Monica, it's Alex again. So hope you're like, hope all's well. Just wanted to yeah. check in, see if I could do this. Or I like your more direct coach, which is like, give it to me now. I have, I have written the most absurd things in that box thinking someone's going to be like, oh yeah, okay, you're fine. Does and it do like, anything? Does it do, does anything? It do anything? I don't know. It's just like don't my know. anger. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's therapeutic. It's cathartic. But so yeah. anyways, um, I wish I had a better solution other than uh, adjusting the pitch slightly. Um, or, you know, you can always use royalty free music, but I'm like, I want to use Prince or it's always Prince and Rihanna. It's Rihanna. Uh, yeah, dude, anything with Rihanna. It's like, it doesn't matter how long it's in there. It's like, nope, sorry. That's right. Yeah. Um, but it's frustrating. Just, yeah. If anyone else has other like mindful techniques. Other than just screaming at computers <laughs> like Alex is doing. Please share it. Is, it is a frustrating thing and it really like keeps me keeps me up at night, but it definitely changes what I, what I create too. Um, and I try and I do, you know what a good, this is a good solution is finding an artist that maybe isn't used as often and, and kind of going into their, to their work. I know I've done that a couple of times and the artist actually ends up seeing the video and commenting on the video and, and, that's actually a great way to make connections too. So finding someone who is still amazing, an amazing artist, but maybe hasn't reached that like 200 million. Instantly um, recognizable copyrighted yeah, branding. Yeah, but they're yeah. still like an, an incredible artist. Like we should be supporting them. So that is a good alternative. Um, like uh, instead of royalty free, you just kind of find those other amazing artists out there. But yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I feel you. I'm right there with you. But anyways, I just had to address that, that knowing that you, uh, your intent or your reason for using copyrighted material, it doesn't do anything. I'm sorry, guys. I wish it did. But anyway, uh, well, let's, let's move right along here, guys. Um, next up, we have our fabulous, amazing guest for this week, Bridget Jacob. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss her interview. <laughs> Oh, 
All right, listeners, we have the incredible Bridget Jacob with us today. Uh, she is one of my good high school friends. We were actually on Rosary High School dance team together, and she went on to have an amazing dance team career, including you know, being a Chargers girl and Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. But we really, really want to kind of dive into everything. So please, everybody, join us in welcoming the amazing Bridget Jacob. Bridget, how are you? Hi, guys. Doing great. Doing great. Happy fr- it's Friday and uh, excited to be here. Totally. Yeah. It's Friday for us. It'll be Wednesday for them. But I say let's okay. celebrate every day yeah. like it's Friday. <laughs> oh, my um, God, yes. Bridget, it's so nice to meet you. I know you and Alex go way back and um, Alex speaks nothing but incredible, amazing things about you. So it's such a um, a joy to put a name to a face or I guess for listeners, a voice. But um, <laughs> good. How have you been doing through all this craziness? You're you're. Um, Skyping in with us from Phoenix. Is, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Arizona. And yeah. Is, is that home sweet home or just temporary or? No, it's not home. I'm actually from your Belinda, California. So it's a quick five hour drive away. Um, I moved out here right when lockdown happened. I was sent to work from home and there's nothing to do in Texas uh, <laughs> outside of just going to restaurants. So when all that shut down, I had the opportunity to move out here where I could hike and be outside and kind of just enjoy some of the more socially distanced activities and came to really like it. So I stayed put. Well, you don't have to, yeah, Yeah. you don't have to sell Arizona to us. (laughs) I love it so much. And it's really interesting, like going to U of A, um, everyone before I went there was like Tucson is the worst. And then I, I went there and I was like, this is the best place. Like I, it felt like immediately like home and Taylor's kind of the same way. And I love Phoenix. Phoenix is the same for me too. Um, well, we want to start from the beginning just to get to know you and have our listeners get to know you. So if you can, um, tell us where you're from and a little bit about your dance training and you can, you can include Rosary in there because I think it's obviously going to come up. She's from your Belinda. I listened. I was paying attention. I know that part. (laughs) Yes. I am from your Belinda. Um, it's a small city in Southern California where I actually started out more of a, a gymnastics soccer player kind of kid. Um, I didn't really get my favorite hybrid. It's always the combo. How did you get into dance gymnastics and soccer soccer. at the same time? (laughs) Proceed. Cartwheels in a goalie line was like my forte. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I didn't really get into technical dance training until I was about nine or 10. Um, I went to a studio called Academy of Ballet and Dance Arts, which later became McCoy Rigby Conservatory of the Arts. Um, fun fact, actually, my uncle owns that studio, if, it, if anyone in Orange County knows it. And I competed. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> Family plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, I competed there until seventh grade, took a year off because I really wanted to play volleyball. So I played volleyball in eighth grade and then tried out for the high school dance team at Rosary High School, where I was lucky enough to watch these amazing girls win nationals for the first time the year before I was on it, um, was on it for four years with Alex and also my older sister, who was a senior when I was a freshman. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then once I wrapped up my high school career, I went to Arizona state for a year where I competed with I'm the so sorry. Dance team. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> U of A rivalry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to be yeah, like I, Sun Devil. Sun yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that joke did not land the way I wanted it to. I love ASU. Their dance team's incredible, but that was me trying to be funny. Anyways, I'm going to shut up now. Keep going, Bridget. <laughs> I actually had, was for the longest time debating between U of A and ASU, but then I saw ASU when I did All-Stars my senior year of high school compete at Worlds. And I was like, oh, I, I got to go here. They were just incredible. Um, but I did yeah. think about, yeah, I did think about U of A for a bit. Um, and then I did a year there. I had a lot of, um, it, it was just like the experience was very exhausting and draining. I think that my, I was so spoiled with Rosary with how easy it was kind of. And just everyone, the energy was just so great. And then ASU is a little bit like, they just wanted it so badly. And it was kind of, um, it was just a challenging environment. And I lost the love for competing. So I decided I want to move back home. and. The only takeaways that I really got from my time spent with competing and dancing was that I just love dancing and I love performing and I want to keep doing that, not in a competitive way where I want to puke before every performance, but in a way that's just fun and light and uh, at no stake. So I heard about Charger Girls and I was like, what is NFL cheerleading? What is the NFL? I know nothing about it. Um, took a Greyhound bus from Phoenix to San Diego, which was like eight hours of just sitting there. And was wearing my first audition. I was wearing, um, like the, like nylons that you get from CVS where it like makes your legs like two shades lighter than your body. <laughs> I knew like nothing. <laughs> two shades me. lighter. And they're like, so reflective. You can see them from outer space. I think. Well, yeah. And like we, for, yeah. for rosary, we never wore tights. Tight. Yeah. Wore, I, I think, I think when you were on the team, we stopped wearing tights, but like we'd wear fishnets, but yeah, yeah. you're like, you're like, what's, what's happening? <laughs> With the like square you could see through my biker shorts that I was also wearing while everyone else was like cute and they were dazzled like <laughs> underwear. And I was like showed up in a sports bra. Not ready. I don't know why they let me go to finals, but they did. So um had to kind of study up because you, you do like a panel interview and then you have finals. And in a one-on-one interview, the the woman who I was working with was like, Yeah, you need to figure out your tights, you need to change your outfit, you need to do something different with your hair all this stuff. So I go back to Arizona because I had finals and then, um, had to like go back and back and forth, ended up making the team there, did that for three years and then, uh, moved to Dallas, took a year off, was kind of wanting to find home again and compete and make friends and all that, not compete, perform. What am I saying? Um, and so I decided to try out for Dallas Cowboys, I think like in February and the auditions were made, which is like very minimal prep time because these girls start from like the second that auditions of the fall previous year. From happened. birth, they're like, this yeah. is happening. <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was a different experience. Um, and then made it through all the audition processes, got into training camp, had no idea that that was something that required practice every night. So that was just like, whoa, okay. Um, and then <laughs> thankfully made it on the team and did two years of that. Okay. And I'm here. Oh my God. Okay. I just want to, I want to back it up just a little bit. Yeah. I know we need to stop asking for the history of your entire life. Cause I have like I nine segments. I, I, wanted to have into. I, I was I know you were. It's no, so no, it's it's interesting. Perfect. Um, I do. I, okay. So people who come from our high school background training, I always am curious about how long they do dance team in college, because I feel like it's like, oh, no one hurt me for saying this. I feel like it's not sustainable because no. when you do it for four years and people think we're lying, but on Rosary, we all got along 
like really so well. well. Yeah. So there wasn't any, it wasn't exhausted, exhausting on that level of it. It was just like, right. oh, like we just come to practice and we do it. And like, everybody got along. And I can't imagine like, even with Kristen Larson, like doing UT and everything, mm-hmm. like everybody has that point where they're like, I cannot do another four years yeah. of call co- of college dance team. And it's, it's gotta be crazy, but I love that like the realization you had where you're like, okay, what is NFL cheerleading? Which is another thing where I'm like, we do not, <laughs> I never heard about NFL cheerleading when we were on dance team at all. And it's crazy because no. they, they are connected, but like, I mean, that was never really an option for me just for like the way that I look, but it was like so interesting how it's like, oh my God, no, this is like the joy of dancing. And I love that you bridge that gap there. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. We were, I mean, I loved practices at Rosary. It was like, we just would goof around and I mean, obviously we took things seriously too, but I feel like we were, it was just so effortless. And then, yeah, the college, the college scene, it's like, School also is just really hard. In yeah. college. And then you're like doing this full-time commitment with dance team. And um, the weirdest part too is like you, you, you practice so much and you only compete once a year. Like you do all this work and you just have the one competition, which was like so Wait, weird that's right. Wait, yeah. yeah. You don't have like the seven no, or it's not six like the, yeah. throughout there, which, oh my yeah. God, I, you have to be perfect because I can't imagine not having those, those uh, regional type competitions to practice because we would yeah. make so many changes after that. So like, it's like, oh my God, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> we're doing, we're going from a triple back attitude to a double. Um, do you guys remember? Okay, good. We're, good. we're going. <laughs> it's like five minutes before we go on stage. At yeah. UVA. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, okay. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. I love that um, you guys bring up such a good point um, collectively about the difference between loving dance, your passion to perform. And I feel like uh, there is a different part of your brain that has a passion to compete, but they're not mutually exclusive in that like, you can love to dance and hate to perform. And you are sorry, what did I just say? You can love to compete, but hate to perform. You can love to perform, but hate to compete. And I feel like people only look at that as one linear thing. It's either yes or no for both, which leads to so many people getting burnt out. And they're like, I'm good at this and I'm good at competing, but I don't love it anymore, but I'm gonna do it because it's this pressure. And so this is the longest way of me to say, I'm so glad that you stepped away from competing, but still rediscovered your passion for performing, which then led you back into this avenue where it was, it's just fun. It's not, you know, you're literally performing and bringing energy to those to support a team and to uplift groups of people, which isn't that what we all want to do always with dances and is is enjoy more of the enjoyment rather than the stress and the pressure that comes with you got second overall by a fifth of a point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fifth of a point just really yeah, brought just that felt like a little yeah, no, yeah, really yeah. that's crazy so i have to ask how obviously we've talked about rosary a lot um on this podcast um and i know how incredible you guys are how incredible your coaching was um as the both of you said you didn't really know nfl cheerleading um, to be an avenue to take your dancing to. But I have to ask Bridget, how did your training on Rosary, how did your like strict um, dance team training translate into working as a Chargers girl or for DCC? I think that it helped it in so many ways, mostly in the sense that you are accountable and you need to be be reliable as a teammate because you have to hit your mark you know, with dance teams specifically, it's like you have to hit your counts, you have to kind of nail your turns, you have to make sure you're putting in the work on your own to uh, be a complete team. It's not a solo act. Um, So that translates perfectly into NFL in the sense that you're all working together. 
to have one goal and one look on the field. Um, it's not like one girl gets to shine. Um, and so you, in that sense too, it's like, you have to be okay with taking a backseat or maybe not being the front and center girl. Like those have their, they have their places there. And NFL just, I think is great in that you get to work together with girls to have the ultimate end goal, which is to look great and be a great asset to the game and to the field. Um, and dance team, I think really helps kind of coordinate that. Whereas I feel like maybe like studio competition might not quite as much just cause you're a little bit more like getting to highlight, be highlighted more, um, dance team, you, you learn more how to, how to be a teammate and be a group and cohesive with, with everyone. I was just having this conversation this past weekend with someone about how I, that I'm very, I'm a very competitive person, but I, dance team has made me less competitive with God knows how competitive I would be if I didn't have yeah. it. Cause I are, I am still that way, but that definitely like helped me be able to like be friends with everybody and in, in that sort of way. But okay. Yeah. So when you, when you auditioned for chargers and you said like, you kind of had this a little bit of a learning curve and they were helping you with like, okay, this is what you're going to wear. I want to know how that first year is like as in a rookie season. So describe that for us with how it kind of works. And then when you can actually get on the field and all of those things, but from like the videos and pictures I saw, I felt like I blinked and you were like running the team. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, Bridget's, I, I see her everywhere. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh my gosh. If you, I was a mess when I first made the team, I, I was 19. So I was like the second youngest, I think on the team. Um, I learned that being on time means you're late. I had to learn that the hard way. You have to like be 15 minutes early to everything. Um, so just kind of like those little nuances for sure. Uh, definitely learned what diva hosiery was. I, learned how to do my own makeup and eyelashes. I'm sorry, I'm going to pause you right there. Diva hosiery. <laughs> I need to yeah. dive into it. Are these the tights that are uh, less yeah. shiny and <laughs> the yeah, unofficial yeah, tights like of the Chargers girl? Skin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I know, a little plug there. Um, I still like, I was cleaning out my, some storage boxes and I still have like four just like pairs of these. Um, They're everywhere. Sorry, but, continue. Diva hosiery yeah. as you were. <laughs> yes. Um. I Yeah, it just was kind of like the learning curve in the sense of, the more grown up aspects of it, just being so young and not even having like a full time job yet or any sort of responsibility like that, where you could kind of like count on your coaches to tell you where you need to be. Like you have to kind of figure that out on your own. Um, the season starts in April, really you find out you make the team and then you do like a mini camp and then you have practices throughout the summer. And then by August, when you do your, you know, your first preseason game there, um, so yeah, it's just really a matter of, I would say, uh, it started out a little rough. I was late to my first appearance, which is a huge no, no, and would have, uh, usually resulted in someone getting, you know, um, benched for the remaining appearances. But since it was my first one, it was fine. I drove on a, it was at a camp Pendleton site and I didn't realize that my tags were expired. So they like pulled me over and like made me sit in the little, like not a holding cell, but just like the little like lobby at like the gate of camp Pendleton. I'm like on the phone with my director, like, so I'm kind of late. And they're like, are you serious? And the client was so upset. My sister had to pick me up because they wouldn't let me drive. Please like, tell me you were also like in full glam, like hair, makeup. Like, like, I'm literally in my little charger girl white boots and like my warm ups. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my yeah. God. And you're like, I can't cry to get out of this because yeah. I might, can't ruin my makeup. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, just to, I think because of that experience my first year, um, it made me 
very humbling in itself, of course, and just to be more organized. But by the time I was a captain, my third year, I was like, I hope that at least it came off a little bit more approachable because I was like, look, you can be, you can be a mess. And it, it like, obviously like try to work it out and figure it out on your own time. But like, it's the girls get, so, you know, it's so easy to get in your head about the little things that the little nuances of cheerleading. And I think just of a, like really any uh, performing group or job, you know, um, everything is means something when that might, you know, is ne- not necessarily the case. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that just <laughs> trying to try to figure it out yourself and get your own pace um, and learning how to just sort of be responsible in that way. I feel like that's a good point for anyone starting something new is like, try to be mm-hmm. as prepared as you can, but there's still going to be a learning curve no matter what, like not everybody, like no matter how much of, how much makeup you're used to doing and how you're used to doing your hair. Like it's always going to be different when you're joining something like that. Like they're going to have all of yeah. these different expectations for it. So yeah, like just to be kind of patient with yourself. Wait, I, I did yeah. not know you were captain. So how, yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you get nominated? Do, do, and they, uh, <laughs> this was, so this was actually, I don't know if this is like juicy or whatever, but, um, they kind of, they, my second year, I wasn't planning on, usually you would nominate, your, not nominate yourself, but you go up at orientation and then like give a speech on why you would be, think you'd be a good captain. And going into my third year, I was like, eh, I already work a full-time job. I'm just finishing up school. Like, I don't think I have the commitment. And then they didn't have us do the captain on nomination things. So we're like, well, that's weird. And then um, at mini camp, they just, the organization just picked us. Like they picked, they kind of demoted all of the current ones and then picked four new ones. So that made it a little bit of a challenge for myself personally, because it was like, I was still working with girls who like were captains. Um, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't too like, you know, the girls who were the current captains were very graceful or were very graceful about it. It was obviously not their call, but that's actually one of those things where um, a point I want to touch with like NFL, it's just like, there's so many things that happen. You never get an explanation why. So you have to like learn how to let control go um, just because nothing, there's going to be so many things that like happen that don't make sense. And you kind of just have to like, how you respond to it is the only thing that you can really control in that world. That's so true. And I think that is a great pillar across I mean, anyone in life, let go Mm -hmm. of the things you can't control, but in the dance world too, like I know we always talk about, like you were saying about once you're on the team, it's great, but then, you know, your, this, this family of yours, this performance family, this cheerleader family, then it's, you start to get in your head and it's so easy to like start playing the comparison game. And I know, um, Alex being at a show, it's the same thing. It's like when you're with the same people all the time, even like in college, like I know schools, fine arts programs have to rank dancers, literally sit down and make a list just to like allocate scholarship funds and things like that. And so it's one of those things that it's like, we train our entire, our entire lives to be like, this is up to you. You have to take initiative. You have to work on your training. You have to stay in shape. You have to do all these different things, but nine times out of 10, so many decisions are made that either you won't get an explanation to, like you said, or it's Mm -hmm. not personal, or it's that fifth eighth of a fraction of a point that it's like, this doesn't make you a bad person because you are not dance captain, first overall winner, top scholarship receiver, whatever. So anyways, Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that's a really, really strong Sorry, it's my dog speaking in the background. Goose, oh he agrees. That um, is such a, such a good point. Yeah. Like that, yeah, it makes me like emotional because yeah. it is so true and no one really teaches us that. My therapist is teaching me that now. Yeah, yeah. therapist like, work. It's yeah. so, it's so difficult. Yeah, so, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying, I feel like I can't harp on that enough. Just, yeah, I think that because the girls who 
that that decision was outgrown for more than qualified. It was just the organization felt like there needed to be a shift for whatever reason. And then didn't give, you know, Nen one morning. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, here I am. And I, I guess I'll figure this out from girl who was sitting with, win her little white boots in the camp Excel <laughs> to like trying to like lead practice now. So it's just, yeah, one of those things where you have to kind of take, take the, the opportunities you get and then learn how to bow out when something's not meant for you. Totally. So, so here's my question. We went from uh, pulled over on the side of the street and my charger boots <laughs> to, um, to, to captain. So then what was your transition like going to um, DCC? Because uh, I know, uh, you guys are are so knowledgeable of dance team. And I know now we have so many friends that have gone through the DCC program and all that. But um, for our listeners out there who are like me, or I affectionately refer to as muggles who don't know the process. Like I, I feel like that's one of the um, DCC is the most well-known, obviously from the TV show and things like that. So it's like, we went from the big leagues to like the big, big, big league. So I'm curious, how was your transition from chargers girl um, into stepping into that as a rookie like how was that both personally for you and then professionally like pros and cons differences i think that um well dcc is definitely a lot more time consuming um there's no doubt about that um and i think that but i I had a different by the time i was a dcc it was i was 24 and so i think like having a little bit of that like maturity to bring into the group helped in the in this aspect of like knowing like, okay, I know that I have this, these credentials from charger girls, but I don't feel the need to like prove that. And I think that if I try too hard as a rookie to like make it seem like I know everything when honestly, I don't like, I don't know anything about this world. I really am truly a rookie. Um, just kind of maintain that mindset helped me in the sense that the other girls perceived it a lot better than I think they would have. I just try to come in and be like, not, you know, wouldn't stop talking about my past experiences because, um, it really, at the end of the day with, with DCC, it's not like it matters in the sense that your talents will show through, but otherwise you have to come into the process knowing that you're just, it's all going to be new to you. And also, I mean, it was kind of nice to just like be able to take a step back and like be a rookie, but get to do it the right way this time <laughs> and like be more prepared um, and kind of just let the girls who are here know what they're doing, uh, show me the way without having to put too much pressure on myself. I was already working a full-time job. So it's kind of like, I'm here to make friends and to dance. And I got to just do that. Um, can I ask you what your full-time job was? If you're able to tell oh, us. Oh yeah. Um, I was a veterinary technician. So I'm basically like an animal nurse at a, a vet clinic. Cool. Yeah. So just saving puppies lives. I, it's yeah. fine. Whatever. My heartstrings, <laughs> man. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised though that you're able, you're able to do both. And you kind of, cause a lot of times, like I hear, you know, people will, uh, be a part of DCC. And like, I always am thinking to myself, Oh, look, I wonder what they're doing um, on the side or, or on, on off season and things like that too. So that is so great that you were on top of that. Like yeah. it's mind blowing to me. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that's a huge part of the interview process too, is it's like, what are you doing outside of just cheering at a football game? It's, are you a good person? Cause you are the face of the team and there's a lot of interview opportunities and things like that. So it's like, when you can balance a full-time job, let alone something as incredible as I'm a vet technician, you know, I'm making a difference in these animals' lives. Like, I'm sure that adds to your appeal as to getting onto the team. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I totally agree that the girls who had the full other jobs, um, just it's very apparent that they're well-rounded and it helps you kind of stay sane. Like, it's a, it's a lot, um, you know, and if you let yourself 
get too wrapped up into it, it can eat you and can make your experience not as enjoyable. I think, I think it's so important. Like with anything, it's just like a relationship or, um, a job or a school. Like you have to have that separate outlet to where you like, this is my thing and this is what I get to do. And I'm, I love doing it and I'm happy that I get to do that. Uh, what was your first game day like? Well, wait, should we, should we talk about the audition process for that and how many days? And I want to talk about that first, like how many days and weeks do you have to go through in that whole process of picking them before we get to your first game day? So yeah. (laughs) Um, prelims, it starts out with like 600 people. I got, I was like the first one there, which was shocking me, but I think I got there at like five in the morning and the auditions didn't open the doors till like eight. So I was just like sitting in the parking lot. Um, and they, yeah, start out with like 600 people. They go through your first round. They pull five out at a time, play just like random music and just want to see you move. So you kind of just do like an improv for like six, eight counts. Um, and then they deliberate for a few hours. You're kind of just sitting around getting to like mingle with the girls. Um, they come back and then they, they announce who's moved forward to semis. It's fun. They bring out like a whiteboard with your numbers. They do a whole unveiling. You get to see if you like moved on or not. Um, You go back the next day, you learn a routine and then they break you up in groups of five again, where you then do that choreographed performance and then do the kick line. Um, And then after they finish their deliberations there, they announce the finalists. So once you become a finalist, um, the following week you go to a panel interview, which is with four other girls and like the panel of like Kelly, Finn Glass, Judy Trammell, Charlotte Anderson, um, and just like the, you know, Cowboys personnel. And they do, uh, yeah, just kind of fire off questions of all sorts of things like current events, Cowboys history, et cetera. So you've got to be on it. Yeah. It's very, the current events. I'd be like, uh, Oh, and that my first year was like 2018. So there was, I mean, I feel like the last four years just been a lot happening all the time, but like, there is just, it was like in the peak of like, uh, you know, the, the me too movement, which was great. So it's like, you have to like, know, like you just have to be very aware of how you want to respond to these things, um, when they're asked. And then, and then you go to finals where you perform a solo there's about 70 girls who are in finals at this point. You perform a solo that you've choreographed and then uh, they break you up in groups of five of girls that look like you. So I'm sitting with four girls who have dark hair and freckles and light eyes like and are my height. It's crazy. Um, And then you go on the field and you do that routine that you've learned with the vets um, and then do the kick line. And then you wait and they announce who's made it to training camp. So then you you find out that day um, and then like the following week, you, you just start training camp and it's three months long. Um, I think it starts in like the, my work year, it started in like June and then went all the way through. You didn't find out if you made the team until a week before the first, uh, preseason game. Yeah. It's a lot. So either you make the team talk me through this or, or what, thank you so much. Pack your bags or are there alternates or their understudies. Uh, they bring in 45 girls to training camp. They invite 45 girls. And then throughout those three months, they, they cut nine of them. Yeah. So I, it's like, it's honestly, and it's, it's, it's rough. Um, I, and like, you know, throughout the, the training camp, there are a couple of girls who they'll call in the office regularly to discuss their performance on top of it all. You're filming a reality TV show. I like totally skipped over that because of the casual, out, but like, yeah, it's like you're, you're being pulled to like do these interviews while you're just trying to like learn the choreography, 
They bring in new choreographers every night. They have as you do these like odd like team building things for the show. It's all very, um, it's very, it's just like it's just exhausting. Um, but it's still, it's fun in the sense that like you get to like just you're all in this like process together. So it sounds to, yeah. like stressful enough to begin with, and then they're yeah. like also hollow Hollywoodifying it, and yeah. you're just like, bro, I'm trying to get the eight counts. <laughs> I don't want to be like, well, Jessica told me yesterday that you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to feed into that drama, but you also kind of have to to be you know, a part of the process, I'd assume, but I'm sure you did an yeah. incredible job of, of balancing oh, yeah. that. And, and so eloquently, yeah. um, I, I did sleep for like three months, but it's like, it's because <laughs> they keep you filming until like 2am and then I go to like work, but it was like, I don't want to, like, you have the option to go home if you wanted to, but I was like, this is where like everyone's slap happy and I want to be a part of it. I want to miss it. Yeah. So I'm here. <laughs> Everyone gets silly at, at like midnight. So, <laughs> and you're, you are perfect, perfect for those jobs because like you are so personable and all that, like you have all the energy and you're super intelligent. So it seems like it's a perfect fit. I'm just dying for the times I've complained about a two day audition. <laughs> I've been like, right. Oh my God, like that was so rough. And it's like, Oh, we just have a, I don't know, week long audition plus three months after that. And like, and they're making cuts and filming a reality show. And then it's probably stressful also once you're on the team too, like keeping mm -hmm. up with everything. Yeah. Well, thankfully they stopped filming at least once you're on the team. Um, and it actually like gets very pretty la laid back. Like our, um, I mean, relatively speaking, the schedule itself is, is quite rigorous, but the, it's not, I feel like you, compared to training camp you're like okay i'm so happy that i'm now at this point yeah that's wow crazy such a crazy process but i mean that's why they have the the fame and the following that they do i suppose right so a huge <laughs> congrats to you for yeah Thank for you. for not only surviving but i'm sure thriving through that process um something that is uh potentially a bit of a controversial topic but i want to dive into it here i am being like bridget you're not going to start drama and i'm like let's start drama <laughs> no but after all of this, all this time, all this energy, um, the one thing, and feel, please prove me wrong if I'm incorrect here, but is that the pay that you guys make basically minimum wage to, to go through this whole process and then you make it and then it's like, okay, here's like the pennies. So I know um, I've had friends that have been on other teams. They're like, yeah, well, you know, you do it for the perks of like you get... Uh, anything beauty, cosmetic related, gym memberships, things like that, your wellness is taken care of. But it always really struck a nerve with me that I see, you know, these, the best of the best here. And I'm like, you're making so little while the players are making literally insane amounts of money. So um, can you kind of dive into that a little bit? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I won't try to sugarcoat anything. My rookie year on Chargers, I actually didn't even think you got paid to do it. And then I randomly got this check for like, 50 bucks in the mail. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and they were like, oh, that's my pay for like, what, the two weeks that I put in? So it, that was 20, when was that? 2014. And then I think they had some of the California lawsuits. So then by 2015, we were clocking our hours and then at least making minimum wage. Um, thank God. And then you got paid uh, for games too. And then 2016, it was an increase on there. You make your money to doing um, different appearances and promotions. You get like kind of like, uh, set pay with that. But then with DCC, it actually was, uh, what were we? we were above minimum wage per hour and we could clock, you were clocking every hour. You were clocking when you're at auditions, um, when you're filming, if you had to stay late to film, um, if you are anything like that, anything that related is hourly. And then 
you make $400 a game, which was great. Um, and then appearances, you have your set amount that you make and it increases every year that you are on the team. And then separately show group is like a smaller subsect of DCC that I was lucky enough to be in and you get paid, uh, per show. Like it would be like a one hour show and you make like 250. So it was like, it was definitely like, I, I have like no, um, truly like no complaints about that. I mean, and you know, obviously it'd be nice to make like hundred K like some of the players do, but, <laughs> um, for the most part, I think like having the, the comparison of like my first year on charger girls to like where I ended up with Cowboys, like it's been really encouraging to see the efforts that have been actively put in, I think by the, these organizations and trying to make sure that we're being compensated fairly. That's great. And then also having a full-time job while doing that too. Like, okay, that, that is super, super interesting. And mm-hmm. And yeah, that's actually more per game than I think I yeah. had thought it was. So that makes me, mm-hmm. that that's really good to hear. And also, yeah. you know, it's one of those things as dancers, we always find ourselves in these uh, positions where like, it's a joy job. Like you got to do something that is once in a lifetime, you know, you're part of Hall of Fame, like the Hall of Fame. And it's, am I saying that correctly? Right? I think so. Like yeah, the, Hall, of fame. Hall of Fame of like the US or like of the yeah, world. The Smithsonian. Yeah. The Smithsonian. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are they in the Smithsonian? Yeah, our uniforms are. I think they were inducted the year before I was on team, like 2017 or something. They got their uniform was added to the museum. No way. That's my fun fact for the day. Now I know. (laughs) I sound uneducated. I like to remember the word person. I'm like Hall of Fame Dance Challenge. Yes. (laughs) I was trying to to like reel it away from that because I knew it was really different. But it is one of those joy jobs where like it's once in a lifetime and you you get to tell your family about that. So it's, it's that difficult line of like, okay, yes, we're putting a lot of work in deserve to be compensated, but also like, it's like a short amount of time in your life that you get to experience it. And like, you get to say that you did. And you also get to say that you did for two different teams, which is, which is huge, but thank you for sharing that with us. We really appreciate it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that now the girls who go to training camp, I think that their like accommodations are, taken care of too with the team which is great i i um i think like they just keep like kind of adding on to it which is good like mm-hmm. i i'm glad it, i you know it's unfortunate it's kind of taken to get to this point but i'm glad that at least like now there's being responses made to it and efforts being put in um to the point where like this time last year uh i was like dang i kind of actually would really love that <laughs> that right. money i was making on dcc this is really nice <laughs> they realized how yeah. much it was how All much i like love to buy makeup yeah <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so uh, fill us in now, catching us up from uh, when you left DCC until now. I know there's been this like casual pandemic that's happened that threw a wrench in everybody's plans, but um, yeah. what are you up to nowadays? Uh, what's your involvement with dance? Um, and yeah, what are you up to? Um, what am I up to? Well, I, yeah, I actually decided to retire from cheerleading 2019. So I kind of not like lucked out, but I had was ready to move on. And the girls last year, I think they had, it wasn't like a bad year, but I know that it was definitely different with like, they still got to do games, but it was very separate, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I felt great about, and good about the time that I left when I did. Cause I then got this awesome job doing um, veterinary sales where I am selling again, getting to work directly with veterinarians and um, kind of doing more like B2B sales in that way. Um, 
But now that I've been out here, I actually am like really missing the getting to be with animals thing. And I never got my bachelor's degree. So I'm going to be going back to school in the fall to pursue that. Yeah. I'm super excited. That's amazing, Bridget. Congratulations. Like, thank you. I, uh, we love, you know, kind of all of these interviews. It's so amazing because everybody's story is so different. Like there's always a through line, but everybody has these different experiences. And I just am so, so happy for you. Like that is incredible. Like, thank you. I'm really, really proud of you. And yeah, that's amazing. congratulations. It's never linear, but it's always interesting. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I have to just say congrats to, to following your passion, um, following, you know, where life's those opportunities we're talking about that life presents to you. Um, but then circling back to, to your goals and your future. And so that's awesome. Yeah. We um, have to, we have to ask Bridget though. Um, if you can, uh, give us one of like your most, your funniest, most embarrassing moments. Um, yeah. I'm like, you really, Wow, you're so inspiring. You've got your I'm life like, together. I'm like, you literally have your whole life together and like you are on it. When did I'm you trip like, on the field? Yeah, we, okay, well, we Alex was there for an embarrassing moment for sure. I, you, I have so many though. You Like when I was yeah. thinking about the answer to this question. Give us a new one. Do we we'll have, post, like, how much time do we have? Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll post the, the one from the CIA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll post that on the thing because it's on YouTube okay, cool. and I show people probably once a month. Wait, 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 wait. Is this the one on the field? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, was that you, Bridget? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quick story. They're cheering. It's raining. Rosary High School. They're out on the field. And one girl just takes a tumble like three times, like in the mud. Like, yeah, it it was. She she fell and then the rest of us stopped. Stopped to laugh. So it was like she fell and we didn't. We were not professionals. We were like, let's keep going. We all looked at her. <laughs> and, pointed. And, no, and like stuck, hands on knees laughing. Hands yeah. on knees laughing. And like our friend Steffi pointed, <laughs> pointed at her. And then, but, but Bridget's sister Kelly is recording. And so she, she goes, she goes, oh no. <laughs> We will post so, the link to this video in our description so, below. Really, and Bridget has like yeah. such a great attitude about it. And like, it's so, it's so nice about it. And like, we're totally, it was amazing. But yeah, give us oh, a, so a fresh one, a fresh one. <laughs> this one still makes me cringe, but it's still, it's kind of funny. Um, and maybe you have to be there. I'm gonna have to show you what I did. But so my second year on DCC, we, show group does this performance at our training camp. We put together this whole, it was like the year that Bohemian Rhapsody came out. So we had this whole like queen medley performance. Uh, it was really cool. And it's like my, my one time to shine. I'm like in front and center. And there's like a part where it's like, we will rock you. And you had to do like three different, like cool, like hip hop things. And I did this like in like this, like excited moment, this like hitch kick with like my legs, like, like, like wide open. Like yes. I thought it was so cool, like donkey kick thing. I thought I got away with it. And um, like it was like in the moment I was like, wow, like rock that so great. And then like a couple <laughs> a couple of days later, we were watching the performance back at practice and our choreographer pauses the the part where I'm like just in the air with my like fist and my like little like leg just like stuck out to the side. And she was like, Who is this? <laughs> like that's <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like looking around but then you're also like yeah who is that yeah, so weird i don't know who she is and then I eventually like had to own up to it they like the girl it was hilarious like they screenshotted made that like the avatar for a group me and 
<laughs> Wait, I picture it perfectly. I picture it perfectly. I'll send you. I'll send you the picture, the screenshot. Like, it's like absolutely. It's, it's like, yeah. It's going in the Instagram post. So yeah. just be ready for that. Yeah. Oh that my one, gosh. That pretty, yeah. That was. I think that lives as my second. I yeah. Actually, that probably is the more embarrassing one because I thought it was like super cool. And like, <laughs> That's <laughs> no, the most embarrassing when you don't think it's embarrassing. You're like, yeah, it's cool, and yeah, they're like, what like, are you doing? I always <laughs> got anxiety in college whenever we would watch things back or oh like or something like that. I'd be like. Oh my God, please don't. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not there. Yeah. Also, why do I get the most anxiety? And they're like, you're going to pick three poses of your choice. I'm like, do I know any poses? Oh my gosh. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? (laughs) And then I end up with like my three recital poses. I'm like hand on hip point split. Like, yeah. 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 That's crazy. Well, Bridget, we can't thank you enough for, for coming on today for honestly, just sharing your, uh, your story, your knowledge, but most Mostly just your joy. You have such an infectious energy to you. And I'm sure our listeners will agree um, that when they listen back, they'll feel that energy. But um, if they want to continue to keep up with you, to follow you, what's the best way to do that? Are you on social media? Do you have a website? Let us know. Yeah, um, I am on Instagram. My username is classic underscore bridge, B-R-I-D-G-E, just like the bridge. Classic bridge. Classic bridge. That's been like been my. That's like the name I picked when I first made Instagram in like high school, and I just haven't changed it. <laughs> Is that <laughs> under the avatar picture of you doing the donkey kick? Just I hashtag should, classic I should, bridge. I just change it to that when the episode airs, so people know where. Yes, <laughs> yeah. please. Oh my god, we appreciate you so much, and please uh, give your family my love, Taylor. Bridget, it comes from like the biggest family. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm one of seven kids. There's yeah. a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. Give them, wow. give them my love. We appreciate you taking the time to do this. Of course. Thank you guys so much. I was listening to the repertoire of all of your previous guests. And I was like, I can't believe that you even wanted deep thought to ask me. So I, I'm Absolutely. honored and humbled that you guys brought me on. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Stay well. And um, yeah, congrats and good luck on your uh, journey on your bachelor's. Thank you so much, bye. guys. Have Thanks, a good Bridget. Day. Bye. Thank you.